Hi, I'm Song Ray. I'm something else. Here at Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Welcome to Black Girl Soul with Song Ray and something else. Today, we are going to be discussing one of my absolute faves, Udawan. Woohoo! He is oh, back, and I am so excited. This time, it's <laughs> a drama, Bloodhounds. Now, ladies, gentlemen, this was supposed to be his initial drama coming out of military duty. But because one of his co-hosts got involved in a scandal, I believe it was drink, drinking and driving, um, the show got put on hold. It was put mm. on hold and pushed to the side. So that's why we saw Joe Sang Attorney first, because that show had already been filmed as well, and it was ready to roll out. There were no issues or concerns. Well, when Bloodhounds actually came back, and yes, Netflix is hosting it, and they were ready to push on out, y'all... Old girl was still in the show, so I was really pissed off. Like, what the fuck? Not now. Let me help y'all out. I'm not mad she's in the show because she got caught up in drinking and driving. You give two fucks less about that. Real talk. Right. I was pissed because you all held the show up because of her issue, but then she still wound up being in the show. So I was like, what the hell was the whole point of the holdup? Like, what were we doing? They wound up taking and her character like disappeared and went to Europe or some shit at the end. Sorry for anybody who hadn't watched, but her character disappeared at the end. But I just was confused as to why Netflix chose to run that way or whoever it was that put the hold on. Because y'all, when I tell y'all, the visuals in this shit, mm-hmm. and e sang Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> yes. They were awesome. It was so nice to look at. And, oh, yeah. Something else. You have anything you want to add? Okay. So, some Ray so clearly souped up and in love Ooh. with the bodies and hmm. the men's and Udawan that um, she didn't even give you a synopsis. Oh, shit. I'm so... <laughs> So um, I'm going to let Song Ray give you a synopsis of the Netflix show Bloodhounds. <laughs> so what we have, oh, our main character is Guwan, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, no, is it Guwan? It's Gong Wu. Gong Wu. Okay. I'm going to go with it. So Kim Jeon-woo is our main character and his friend Hong Woo-jin is also, they're both main characters, but like we start off with uh, Jeon-woo. So his family has this debt situation going on. His mom has a shop and her shop is not failing, but it's during COVID. And that was the other part that I liked that they brought in some realism. It was during COVID and coming out of COVID, just trying to, make ends meet. She's not getting a lot of customers in. She's trying to, you know, do what it do. She took out a loan. So this debt is beginning to become problematic because she took out a bad loan, another loan, a bad loan. And this boxer who is now an up and coming boxer 
he's out the military he's coming in and he's you know starting his boxing career he wins and this could lead him into some next areas where he could go on and you know do some better work and get some more money but because of this debt situation he gets kind of pulled and sucked back in and he can't go on so he finds himself in the crosshairs with this powerful loan shark his friend who happens to also know people in the industry and in this area plus i believe he had worked as a collector before um that would be Isang E's Isang Yi's character Hong Ju Jin he knows people in the the industry and in that that community he begins to come in and he was like look we you were a marine I'm a marine we marines together so we going to help each other out <laughs> He goes and he, you know, decides I'm going to help you and we're going to figure out how to get through this. So the two of them are dealing with trying to get through basically taking down this loan shark in order to save the communities and the people that they know and love. Okay. So I will start with one of my early observations. Um, I love that the show was set during COVID because they could have like pretended it was something else. But I feel that COVID was a central part of this. And I love that they used what was really happening in society. This is not giving anything away. We'll eventually get to the spoiler side, but I just wanted to speak to that. What do you think, Song Ray? I totally agree because I feel like it gave it an element of beyond realness because it's universal. We all can speak to what we saw during that time and things that were happening in our own backyards and communities that fit exactly what we saw in this drama. Right. It was just so interesting to see how society, how Korean society dealt with or like portions of when people are out of work and businesses are malfunctioning and how there are always parasites you know mm -hmm. people who come out of the woodwork who will um try to take advantage of that so I was just like okay big up to them and I think it kind of all set a certain tone for me that um gave me high expectations and then later on unfortunately disappointed me and I'll get into that on the other side of the spoiler alert but as a result, I'll say that my rating for this show is like a B plus. Uh, how and about I you, Sunray? I think mine is about the same. I'm at an 8.5 out of 10. It was, it had awesome things, the way it moved, the way it flowed. But then there were a couple of areas where I just felt like, eh, okay, we've done too much. Or, oh, this is, again, you know, me and my suspension of disbelief, some shit I just couldn't ride with and make it make sense but overall yes I, I enjoyed the show and y'all I'm sorry back where I started those men were fine okay and so another thing I want to bring up um because it is something maybe you can speak to it more because I've been trying to read on it when they banned Kim say run that confused me like I'm reading that they banned her from South Korean television um, based on a DUI well 
you know, I, I again, we're Americans. We see things differently. We understand things differently. I believe that based upon my understanding as this was unfolding, because again, y'all, I'm a I'm a Udawan stan. I love him. I watched everything he's been in. I've been following since he came out of military, his initial work, what was supposed to, you know, be aired. I was there. I was, I was all in it. So when the situation happened, I got highly pissed off at her. Like, Huffa, you knew you was filming a drama? Why the hell are you out drinking and driving? Sit your ass down. Y'all got people who will come pick you up. The chauffeur system, we don't have shit like that over here. If we go out mm, and drink, mm. you better clean your ass up before you get back in your vehicle or either one of y'all is not supposed to be drinking so you can get us back home safely. But the whole, you like the way their world is set up and the way what we've seen from dramas we're not there we have never been and so we're speaking in terms of what we've seen through media but with all of that you've had you had more than enough ways to get yourself back to where you needed to be or from where you needed to be without getting caught up in a drunk driving scandal plus you were currently filming a drama so like all of those things yes I did get pissed off at her I was highly pissed but because she was fucking up Udawan's first work back from military service sorry 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 it, it is what it is shit She's like, you came from my Udawan. You you besmirched his opportunities. I smite you. I smite you. Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean. But from what happened, all of her, um, what is the sponsorships? All of those were pulled. Current shows she was working in. Any pre, like any work that was upcoming all got snatched and moved. And so pretty much, I think this was just their way of saying, hey you made a very dumbass choice and no we're not about to support your dumbass choice no you're not on tv no you're not gonna be seen on our shows so we're cutting you off well with this i thought they were going back to rework all the scenes with her being used as a you know using another actress that's why i thought they put everything on hold well what it seems like they did and again i told y'all spoiler earlier but i'm saying it again I'm spoiler for this portion. What they did was they allowed her to stay where she was. And then they put in the scene where she goes to travel somewhere to kill off why she didn't show up at the end. Right. That was, that was crazy. That was like bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's no great way to handle it, but that was that was just so abrupt. <laughs> and because... I felt like maybe whoever the investors were weren't 100% sure whether or not this was going to be a blockbuster, people were going to love it or not. And so instead of them putting in that work, or maybe somebody said, because Udawan was also, like I told you, filming another drama. So maybe he couldn't come back to refilm. I don't know. Whatever the case was, they kept her. And instead of them adding in another, so like old girl, the granddaughter, Right. Remember the granddaughter? I think she was quote unquote replacement at the end because that's what my nephew said. Oh, so now she's the girl sidekick? <laughs> I got my nephew to watch this too. Oh, right. now she's the girl sidekick? And so I was like, I guess because exactly. they got exactly. rid of the other one. So here this one is. So right. I explained to him what happened and how Kim Sederon's character had to be removed because she couldn't film any further. So, you know, I don't know. I do feel like the producers could have come up with a better way or a smoother way to make that flow than her just abruptly disappearing after an argument and then nothing it's like they needed 
it's like they needed that third person to like do certain things and they were like okay let's get the granddaughter to step in which on one hand would have been ingenious but I think it was specifically the whole going to Rome thing that was just so out of character because they could have just killed her off frankly honestly I think that would have made better sense they could have done anything else because they so built up this character to be the badass more than the two guys she was so set on like stopping these lone sharks mm-hmm. you know she was the one front and center all about researching and not having you know her grandfather be taken advantage of by that dude she was mm-hmm. so involved and then all of a sudden she's like I can't take this anymore I'm going to Rome <laughs> I was like okay okay and that's so- kind of why I felt like honestly and the pausing I assumed with the capital ASS I assumed that they were reworking the drama with a new actress I assumed right so when I saw her I was like the fuck with this wait I'm hold on I was confused right yeah I mean it's like I didn't know about all the DUI drama when I first started watching it and only today you know reading articles have been like okay so from the front end they were like okay this this actress is going to replace the other actress, Kim Seyron, in this. And even reading about Kim Seyron, like she did a number on her career. Now, if you look at the larger scheme of what could happen to a person, um, the, the toxicity that can exist in the entertainment industry, maybe this was saving her. <laughs> you know, you never know. She could have been in deeper trouble but chick clearly like not only drove while drinking but then she ran into transformers Uh that busted out electricity for a region then they gave her a pass like she got out from under that relatively unscathed and then she came out like kind of talking like okay i you know, how am I going to make it? Poor me. I'm going to end up having to work at like, you know, a coffee shop or something. I don't know what all the stuff was, all the machinations of that. But then they found her playing poker somewhere and you know, (laughs) they are not pro gambling. Mm -mm. (laughs) So she clearly was like, I don't want to be about this life. I ain't about doing this no more. I'm like, take whatever money, your millions or whatever, live a good life because clearly she has been canceled by korea yeah yeah. and we are not going to understand this country Mm -mm. at all but it did however they had to switch and move and you know maneuver it took away from the drama and that's part of why i gave it the rating i gave it do you have any observations before we move into the spoiler alert territory I think one of the observations, again, social media, that I kind of gathered and I said, oh, okay, I guess I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it too much. So like, I'm going to share with you a couple of other dramas or movies that I've watched that kind of gave me the same tone as Bloodhounds. Mm-hmm. Um, my name gave me the same tone. Um, was it One Night in Paradise? 
that was a movie gave me the same tone. So someone was saying, oh, you know, not someone, someone's were saying, oh, it's bloody, it's bloody, it was too bloody. Oh, if you're not into violence, bloody violence. And to be honest, I don't think, and I said, okay, maybe this is where my bias kicks in. I didn't pay attention to that like that. Like, yes. Now I'm not crazy. I'm not blind. Yes, they were fighting. Yes, there were shooting scenes. Yes, there were beating with bat scenes. Yes, I saw all of that. And yes, you saw blood occur in these scenes, but like, I didn't feel like this was, for me, my name, that was fucking bloody. Right. This didn't give me that same feel. And so I think... As people are deciding whether or not they want to watch this, or even if you've seen it, I'd kind of like to know your opinions as well, because yeah, there was fighting. Yeah, there was, they were boxers, hell, you know, like that was there, but I don't know. I didn't pick up that this was like a super gory over the top type of feeling drama that way. I just didn't see that. And I said, you know, again, could be my bias, but how did you feel about that? What, what were your thoughts? I'm I'm trying to get to the edge of spoiler, but not we're, we're there. Right, right. Please just don't. <laughs> right. So we'll say the rest on the other side of the spoiler alert. Um. So your opinion has to be held. Well, I'll say this: I don't think that when you see the fighting. Yeah, I'll say it on the other side of the spoiler. Okay. Alert. Okay. So, so let's go ahead and spoil this out. Well, you do the spoiler alert because you're so okay. good at it. <laughs> no, not at all. All righty, ladies and gents. So if you have not seen Bloodhounds, if you are preparing to see Bloodhounds, and if you do not want to be spoiled, we are going to say right now, push stop, go watch, go enjoy, grab your popcorn, kick it up and have fun. Come back once you've finished. But if you don't mind or you've already seen, we are getting ready to spoil the hell out of this thing. So let's get in it. Thank you, Ray. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a huge spoiler, but I'll say this. I felt like the, initially I thought the the fight scenes were great, but as time went on, when the two guys were fighting like tens of people by themselves, it came off as pretty fake to me. So okay. I wasn't, so I wasn't, oh, the blood and the gore. No, if you got two dudes getting whooped and they fight like 30 men and they knock out all 30 dudes come the hell on come the hell on now if you told me 10 okay but 30 like dude upon dude upon dude upon dude like the the scene in the subway and they knock them all the hell out it just went from being a halfway serious crime drama or you know like a not not like not a hundred percent like gritty upon gritty crime drama right but it went from being a pretty um average decent I had average expectations for the crime drama and then it just devolved into like two magical dudes beating everybody's asses like I was like that's where I went. It, it turned into a superhero movie. Right. I was like, how, how you, how? Black okay, Lightning. So, but go ahead. I, listen. So I'm just, and we for, firmly in spoiler world. <laughs> so granddad 
Choi Tae-ho is a character played by Hyun Joon-ho, if I'm saying it correctly. More likely I'm not. He was great for the show. The actor and the role were great for the show because it stabilized the two main leads, right? Uh-huh. The two guys were average dudes, boxers. I love their personalities. One, you know, real calm. The other one, bravado, perfect pairing. Loved it. Yeah. Buddy comedy, I was there for it. Like, that's what I fell in love with initially. And having granddad there stabilized them because it was like they got help and they had someone to turn to and he was experienced. He had a past. He worked. And you kind of knew as the show went on that like we were going to lose dude, like we were going to lose granddad. What I did not realize is once we lost granddad, everything those dudes did was just magical. Like how you going to leave and then come back and just get help and get it all figured out and be like, they were, these dudes didn't know nothing. It, and I low key felt that the, if they had made this, 16 episodes instead of eight and gave those dudes a, a, a chance to like say go undercover and start to learn and start to grow that and then they you know came back with their revenge I, you know a little bit a little bit like the glory not a lot not like <laughs> she was doing like 20 years or something ridiculous you know mm-hmm. like 15 years or something but if they had had like two years where they kind of like got themselves together and, and did reconnaissance and learned about this dude. I was about and to say, and recovered because they was fucking beat the hell up when right. that happened. But go ahead. Right. When all the dude had to go to, like he had full surgery, okay? He exactly. Had to, it was like pre-granddad passing, post-granddad passing. It, it was like, it was good when granddad was alive. And then once he passed, I felt like the show went downhill especially because the villain, the big villain was so good. Park Sung Wung, I'm saying Mm -hmm. his name badly, stellar villain, the villain you dream about. He had just enough backstory, like between granddad and him. Oh, because I was about to say, I loved how they did that. I did love how granddad, Teho being the granddad, Teho was his, teacher he taught him all the shit this man was doing he had taught it all to him and I'm like wow when the student takes over the teacher like wow but go ahead exactly it was like the the character's name is Kim Mung Mung Gil if I'm saying that correctly Myung Gil he was it was perfect. You didn't get so much from him, but you definitely get that he got that he had a code, that he moved in a particular way, that he was methodical. Like he wasn't just like, I'm mean and bad to be mean and bad. Like he had a methodology to what he was doing, how he looked at people, how he dealt with people. I love the scar on his face. I love that he walked into the room in the very beginning, like even first episode, and you saw him sit with a Chibo son and you see him like um have to navigate like status and socioeconomic places like I love that and and let's give our shout out right to I always know him to see him but 
I didn't, I don't know him. Like if you said his name, I'd know it, but to, to now say his name is going to be horrific. So please Casey forgive Juan. me. Thank you so much for saving my ass. Thank you for that. Um, I was so, guessing because I was like, is she talking about him or is she talking about his goon? Because his goon is somebody we got to shout out to, but go ahead. No, go on and shout out his goon. Go on and shout him Because Taewon Suk, oh, he played his damn role so well because he gave off crazy on top of the fact that he was big, bulky, you know, like his sidekick oh. and he was the only one he trusted. Oh, his ass played his role, but go ahead. Yeah, I was scared. I was scared of him. <laughs> scared of him because he looked like simple and powerful at the same time and right. he kept coming back kept right. coming back kept coming back so respect and that's the thing when you build up the villain side to such a degree and they're so good and then you turn around and have two average ass dudes well, goofy as hell. let me tell come you come on come on how the they gonna win Here's the part that pissed me off. It wasn't so much so that it was these two goofy ass dudes. Like I could deal with the two of them. And I felt like they, from beginning, now what I do wish they had done, this is just me, mind you, I'm also gonna go ahead and point out, this drama is pulled from a webtoon. So mm. there was an initial webtoon. I believe the webtoon was called Bloodhounds, if I'm not mistaken, but it was pulled from a webtoon. Um, and if you were going to adapt and do some things like this, what I would have preferred is if they had given them at least more than one episode of boxing so that we could have clearly seen, because yes, they put it there, it was quick, it was real crunched, but to clearly see he was a more magnificent boxer than others. And not just because of this one right left hook he had, but because, you know, whatever, whatever, they should have, to me, fleshed that out between the two of them a little bit better. That's just my personal opinion. So we could have had two episodes of the boxing, so you could have clearly seen, yes, they are stellar boxers. They were good, and it was a little bit beyond being just your average Joe. However, the villain side was like a supervillain team, okay? Then right. you had these two. And what, like you said, when grandpa was there, grandpa helped to build the, what is this? What are we going to call them? The archangel team? I don't know. Give them a name, but he helped to build the team. So you had two knife workers. You had these two boxers. You had the planner, grandpa. You had the, the granddaughter who was also, you know, ride or die. She getting in there wherever she can fit, get in and fit in. And if they had brought in the granddaughter of old guy, who was the archer that would have been beautiful you fucking killed everybody off right that was where exactly. my problem lied you killed everybody the fuck off and then left them with nothing right. so you really wanted us to believe and this is why i said it turned it became a superhero movie you really wanted us to believe they started off and got this far after building this team and having these people work with them to get this shit accomplished every last one of these motherfuckers die and then these two alone take on the rest the hell and the rest right. of the supervillain team is still fully 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 right nah try again right and then they tried to replace everyone they killed off almost no with... they just replaced the girl no no i mean i mean when as they killed off grandpa and then you know like what i was gonna oh, say grandpa's they... helper Right. When they killed off grandpa and grandpa's helper, what they tried to do was almost form a new team, right? With the knife workers and then with the Chibo son and his cousin, right? They try, it's like they tried to re 
rebuild. No, and but so, so keep in mind, that's what I'm saying. So when it was initial team, you had the two knife workers, you had grandpa, you had the, the granddaughter, and you had the two boxers. They killed off everybody but the two boxers. That's true. That's true. Leaving us off- with grandpa's helper, who was the one who took them in at the end and allowed them to stay and fight and told them, no, they can't fight them on their own. He was uh, against right. it. He was not going to allow it, whatever, whatever. So you had grandpa's helper, grandpa's grand grandpa helper, granddaughter who comes in. But then as far as the other people, they weren't replaced. Right. So then what you have on the Marine, that's who came back. The Marine guy. Remember their, their other Marine who was beat up. He he showed up to help them. So he helped them. And then the Chibo son and then his cousin. Ah, Yes, yes, yes. I forgot. Okay. 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 So they brought them in to kind of like smash up because the two dudes just showing up what was their plan initially that they were going to um they were um, going to go to all the other loan sharks who were being played and get help try from try to get them the help right that was what they were walking back into town with and then them getting with the chaibo son and cousin was a first and then first they had to prove themselves to those dudes before they got like and then okay yeah it was so problematic so then Two other things I have a problem with. Am I going to be dropping this down to a damn C? Please, no, no. Okay, Udawan is worth a B. I'll keep it where it is. Um, <laughs> when, number one, when they are fr- finally on the ship, he beat the villain's ass way too quickly, number one. Number two, they gave up all that gold to the Chibo son to manage? Girl, which I was fucking pissed off about. Why the F would you do that? Why? Why? After all the ass kicking, losing people y'all loved and cared about, you gonna let this motherfucker keep the money? Who got all right. this shit started? Because oh. he gave this man, he was the wind beneath his fucking wings at the beginning. Shit. I was done. I was like, Y'all can manage. See, this is where it would have worked. This is where it would have worked for me. If the two guys said, we are going to continue grandfather's legacy. There you go. No money out. They could have had a second season off that shit. They could have. Hey, because it was a simple deal. We lend money to people who need money lent to. That's it. And as far as getting any kind of returns we would need to get if somebody was running scams or games, we can go get it. We don't need our granddaughter or somebody else. We can go get our own money. Exactly. But this whole, well, we're going to turn it over to you because you're smart with money than we are. You can start the charitable foundation for us. And he hands y'all a fucking one, one gold bar. I was, I was done. Girl, I was done too. Don't worry. I was done I was too. so done. Now, going back to the scene with the villain, I felt it was too quick. I felt it, it was, was too easy, too quick, too pat. It was like they were just trying to wrap up. That's how I felt. Right. Because the fact that they separated them was already a first problem. Mm. So you're going to tell me Goon and Bum, we, me and my nephew called him the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> so we go tell us the gorilla got separated from the main man and the Wujin, the secondary 
because I mean, again, the story was about Jian Wu. So Wu Jin, the secondary character, fights him, and that's it. Like, come, come, I, yeah, I, I, it was just too not okay for me. They ruined. They, it's like once they killed off Grandpa, it was just like a trickle down to like it went from a solid, like could have been an A. I walked uh-huh. in watching uh-huh. this with A in mind. And the reason I had A in mind wasn't just Udawan, okay? Not just Udawan well, you know and Isangi. It wasn't just that. It was that when I watched that first episode, I saw the bromance and it was perfect. Both characters so very much themselves. Like Udawan's character, very much like vulnerable and and very earnest about supporting his mother and very like you could tell he was he was really feeling the stress in life trying to do the best that he could to help his family and he even was so self-aware and so vulnerable that he told you know um Wu Jin you talk for me I'm not good at talking like you just loved him. He was just so lovable, right? Uh-huh. And then Wu Jin is like talks a mile a minute full of shit. <laughs> like, Girl. And <laughs> they're like, okay, I got it. I'll, I'll get this fixed. Da, da, da. But and he I mean, has- that was his whole fighting style as well. Cause when we first watched, my mom watched with us, and his fighting style was that full of rubato, doing a lot, dancing around, like you not staying still in your lane in your uh corner, you bouncing all around and shit. You doing too much, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He it was worked. Mr. Du- he was Mr. Do too much. But what saved his personality and made him likable was that if you were like, if he was a friend to you, he was a friend to you. Yes. He'd be in it. So he was really, he barely knew Jiang Wu. He and but he was like, We're friends now, we're Marines. Let me come help you. That's why that whole Marine bit was hilarious to me. Cause he was serious <laughs> about it. He was like, yes. Oh, y'all Marines? I'm a Marine. We in it together. So I respected that hustle. So the two of them together, first episode is what made me go, Oh, this is about to be an A drama. Eight episodes, so I can binge watch the heck out of this. This is on. This is on. And then we got to the other half and I was like, damn, this going to definitely have to drop. It can't be, it can't be a, it cannot at all. If they had had 16 episodes and grandpa had died a little bit later and they had built up, like there's, it, it, I understand that, you know, once you explain the whole webtoon side of it, I understand that there, there's certain things that just can't be changed. Right. But I feel like if they had added, infused more, built in more time with grandpa, mm-hmm. built in more time at the tail end where they kind of became more mature and built up like something more, it would have made sense for them to take on the villain. But the villain had experience, muscle, had mm-hmm. all the elements and had a gorilla. And had backup. Right. That was my problem. Y'all had no fucking backup. Right. And it's we just went like to war with broke our marine. Come on now. Right. And then I just felt like, okay, y'all just gonna finesse it. Like you just <laughs> I was like, where is this? You know, and they and then it it just felt too easy and too pat afterwards. Okay, we found it just it wasn't working. And I didn't realize it, but in gradients as we got through the rest of the series I felt like it worked less and less um 
And that's unfortunate. That's because unfortunate. Even now, okay, just for those of us who are the real Udawan stands, we know that Udawan and Kim and Jay are buddies. Like, they for real buddies. They hang out, they go on trips together that, you know, that's not sponsored by any show or whatever, or any, they're filming some video. This is just, they, they kick it and hang out together. In which case, Udawan showed up in Minjay's uh, last drama and, oh, Poong, because I was like, what the hell was it? Poong, the Joseng psychiatrist. He did a cameo in there. And I looked and I saw, oh, he's doing a cameo. And he did a cameo in Bloodhounds. He was the crooked cop. He was the crooked cop mm-hmm. who was feeding the information and eventually they came and found him. But like, even with that, even with that, I was a little bit disappointed because the finding him part was my problem. How did y'all figure out? Like, I don't know. They just left some things a little unturned for me and a little too. All right, we wrapped it up. We're done. Like, yep. it just didn't flow quite correctly. So you have the Chable cousin, uh, Tr- Tracy Wan's cousin, well, his character. So his character was Min Bohm. You have Min Bohm's cousin who is on the police force securely he's on the police force but he has this dude jay min kim min jay's character jay min mm. and i found that hilarious they just switched his name around right jay, min, <laughs> jay min who is the crooked cop who's working for uh Myung gil and he's feeding him information you're telling me he who had not really shit to do with what was his name parkoon Parkoon was the cousin who was the cop. So you're telling me he had nothing to do with your team, but you're telling mm, him shit anyway. Was it Parkoon? Was or was it King Young? Uh, where's King Young? King Young, if you're looking at my Su Young, are you calling his character's name? Yeah, but you said park something, right? Which would have been Moon. That was crook. That was broke arm, Marie. Never mind. You're right. It was right. Kang Young. So Choi Young Jun. I, I had called the uh, the character actor's name, not the character name. Mm. So Choi Young Jun was the cop cousin, and I'm just saying to me, like, if you're the cop cousin and you know you're dealing with this nefarious situation where these people have no problem with coming and beating on your cousin doing the shit they're doing you wouldn't loosely talk knowing the way this works and knowing your profession you know good and damn well some of these cops crooked you just randomly gonna go running and telling him shit no i didn't didn't work for me but go ahead i didn't i didn't think he randomly did what i thought was that that um jamie's character was very entrenched he was he didn't go to him first, right? He wasn't his first choice for the inner uh, circle when he was doing all that stuff. Remember, he called that other chick, um, Young. was it Young? He pulled her in as the kind of um, hacker person, right? Uh-huh. And but, but he had a hacker team and he trusted Jamin. So... I just, I I didn't mind that he trusted him. Initially, before we go on to that, initially, when they first had their interaction, that part I wasn't, 
I wasn't bothered by. It was the second interaction where he did go and divulge information to uh, J-Men's character or Kim and Jay's character. He went and told him something he didn't need to tell him unnecessarily. And that was what made me go, for you to be a cop, for you to know your cousin is in this situation, for you to know these dudes are trying to get something set up, like why in the fuck would you go tell anybody aside from these two who have been working with you secretively, why would you go tell anybody anything about this case? That was the part that threw me off. But go ahead. I think it's because he was part of his his group, even if he didn't initially go to him. I think no, he was- used- not the- not at that point. It was just because remember, Men Jay called him and had those two killed or tried to. The both of them, I think, wound up being severely hurt. But he called up to Myung Gil and said something to him, and Myung Gil had the two cops attacked. Okay, so let me let me back up a little bit and it would be over the top. And of course, it is my imagination. <laughs> I think that the tribal cousins were just so arrogant, Uh, right? And they came from just such a privileged place. And I think that the cop cousin was used to, even if he knew that, yes, there was corruption, I think that when he looked at his team, he thought his team was good. I don't think he ever could have imagined that his his hacker team, like the people who he, he knew to keep secrets, that they knew anything. And then I think he, I think he carefully chose for the initial thing. He, you know, for the, um, getting back of the, um, getting the, the video off of the, um, the cell phone. I think he just kept that team small. I think this dude, I think that Jay men was part of his inner sanctum crew. Ultimately. That's why he trusted him. Like, I don't think he was like, oh, let me just tell any old cop. I think especially since, and that's what I was trying to get to, and I'm going to talk about it now a little bit. Kim Min Jae has a lot of appeal. (laughs) Even in that small ass role, (laughs) he drew me in. He was very, Mm -hmm. girl, he's not only fine, but just the kind of, cold calculating attraction I don't even know how to describe it he stood out to me as a character he was a small side character and he drew me the hell in oh I need you to go watch his other dramas but go ahead oh my goodness I like him but go ahead oh my goodness and so if I worked with a dude like him I would trust him. I would really, really trust him. (laughs) So if you have somebody who is hyper capable to the point of coldness, who does his job, who's had your back in the past, there was nothing about him until we knew that he was like a double agent or whatever. He was like a sellout completely. And we knew pretty quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, I could totally see how he would get away with stuff, how no one would suspect him because he was hyper capable and cold and kind of like, you know, just a little bit like I have no time for bullshit. Like he totally gave all that off right away, right away. He's fine. 
Good for and him. maybe, maybe, because I was about to say what would be nice is if he were to do that kind of role. Because mm. aside from even in Tempted, in Tempted, he is a chable, he's a high a teenager, like they just graduated from high school. Um, in Tempted, he's giving off that kind of cold aloofness, but he's in love with one of the there's three of them. He's in love with the main one of the main characters. And all his other dramas. He does more of this like comedy element. So you get to see a lighter side of him, a funnier side of him. I've not seen him be just cold calculating and cutthroat. Now, mind you, he's in Dr. What's the one? Dr. Romantic. Mm -hmm. He's in Dr. Romantic 3, which is now airing on uh, Disney Plus or however other folks are watching it. Um, you can see one and two on Vicky that I plan to watch because I had not watched Dr. Romantic. But overall, Kim and Jay, he he's got he got Riz too. Cause on top of being a good actor, he raps and he can dance. <laughs> okay, so he has the trifecta for you, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. we'll say, okay, so let me because you know how I am. And this is a total segue. We can bounce back. I would have wanted the drama to end differently. I don't know if his character was part of the um, webtoon. Probably not. But I to show up in each other's dramas. Right. But well, what I mean is, I don't know if like he that character was always going to exist to like do the double cross, and they just put him in it. I don't know if that character was in the webtoon, but if the character was created for him or just an extra something or other, I really would have liked if the two guys had like one gotten some kind of heft and gravitas to them, you know, and start their own mini network or something like that. Then they took over grandpa's business and he was like their cop counterpart. He was their help. Like he was like the third, the third leg of what they were doing because grandpa had a lot of tentacles out. Oh, he did. You know what I'm saying? So if they had had a cop counterpart, it would have this like Min Jae in this role would have been ideal to have like a second season where it's like the three of them. Cause I always like to see a hacker in a, in a trauma. It like legitimizes a cop show when there's a hacker because I'm like how y'all figuring out the technical aspects of all of this stuff right. so um it would have it was just so lent to a second season and they jacked it all the way up oh yeah so aside from those elements is there anything else that you want to speak to or delve into um let's see ah oh go you go for me it was the mom the mom Mm. and his relationship and so what I loved the beginning is mom was just out here hustling trying to make her ends meet for herself and her son um dad had left and he explained to us why I loved you know she got caught up in this loan this fake loan that these people were putting out here to you know run game on people and even during the time when, you know, he went to go start the fight, get involved in the fight for her sake, 
for the sake of others dealing with this, how once they found her home and they decided to move her to grandpa's house, I loved how she, you know, immediately just kicked in and yes, I see all of this wild shit ass, wild shit going on, but I'm going to step in and help out because y'all are, you know, fighting for the good fight. She, you know, cooked for them, did these things, but then I felt like it was a throw off to throw her to the the orphanage and not really explain because she became a character we needed information on. It wasn't just she was someone like had they I guess left her in that ambivalent stage from the beginning cuz like I think first couple of episodes you see her, you meet her, you know she's there, but she's not someone who has weight to her. Once they brought her from the house to grandpa's and now she's in the mix, she's helping out, she's doing things, and then you just throw her back over here to this ambivalent place, it kind of threw it off for me. It kind of, like, I don't know, it was off how they did it and how she just kind of disappeared until, did he write her a letter or did he go see her at the end? They took her. No, 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 at the very end when they had finally took Girl. over and won. I can't remember. I I, I can't. Think, either. I don't I think they. Think I don't think they did letter. anything. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I think he wrote her a letter to say he was doing well or something because they brought her back up after the after Grandpa died. After all of that, they brought her back up to show her at the daycare and not the daycare. I'm sorry, you are the orphanage <laughs> at the orphanage. And I want to say she either got a letter from him or he showed up there, but I can't remember. Whatever it was, I just didn't like how they did her character. That's all. Well, and see, I kind of wanted I, to speak to that, but go ahead. No, no, no. I think it's an um, interesting thing to speak to because I think that she was a device, right? She was not a real person. Like, she was a character, of course. Yeah. But she was like a character in service of other characters. She wasn't a character independently, like the leads were, you know, like right. truly a supporting role. Because mm -hmm. I think they had her there as the reason for him to fight. But they didn't have her like she had to, she got her own um, agency and her own reason and her own backstory. Like they, right. he was only there to serve him. Right. So she was the reason that he fought. And then she, I think was a device that showed that they were all gelled as a family. They were all gelled as a group. Like you saw how she brought in, you know, the granddaughter and made her feel special and seen. And, you know, because the granddaughter was part, like, it was interesting how the granddaughter was apart from them and she wasn't comfortable being part of a group because she was an orphan and she could only really stand her grandfather because she was, you know, she had dealt with trauma and abandonment, right? Mm -hmm. And so she could deal with him, but she couldn't really deal with a lot of people. And so to see her have like even so quickly a relationship with her mother and and to or with um what do you call Joan Wu's mother and to feel like okay I'm part of that group I think that was the purpose of it but after they did that all that fighting and uh, all that revenge and all that stuff there was no place for the mom what was she going to do take out a, a knife and start hacking at folks no there was nothing for her to do so they just basically shuttled her off to keep her safe. That was all they were ever going to do with that character. They couldn't do anything else for her. I guess. I just hate it. It felt like 
they brought her in and again like you said it was totally to service the the point and she couldn't have stayed because she would have eventually died but the way they did it and the way they kind of like it was like a throw-off we throw her over here to the orphanage okay she's done gone like i don't know it just it was i don't know i don't know that's they did that with the chick you know hey we got to throw you into rome they so they well, threw I mean, the mom we i at least understand why that happened that made sense to me i knew right. it was coming somewhere in the drama once i saw her face oh they got to write her off of here somehow and when it happened oh, okay i was waiting for this for the mom, it just felt like, damn, y'all just going to throw her over there and leave her? And we not going to nut nothing? There was, none, there was nothing else for her to do. <sighs> like, you know, and see, that's the thing. Even I, if a phone call or two happened, that would have rounded it up a little bit better for me. I don't know. It just seemed very off. But go ahead. Right. I mean, and in, in my version of a second season, there's still a place for mom. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because um, we still have a place for you. Right. Because, because these two dudes, they're goofy as hell. They cool, but they goofy. They need help. They so do. to have the mom there as a stabilizing influence then to have, like there was, there was a whole place they could have gone. A whole place. Now, I don't know. Maybe there was so much more to the webtoon that, you know, I, that you know, of course I haven't seen. I haven't um, seen or read, don't know, couldn't tell you. Right. But I I would have like built in, given the leads and how popular they are and who they even brought in, like the grandpa, grandpa and um the villain were so weighty. Like given what they put into just eight episodes. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to have a second season for this. Because at first I was confused. I thought they were going to do this like they did The Glory. Like it was really 16 episodes. But when we got down to the eight, I was like, oh, this really it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And and that's why the fall off was throwing me off. Because I was like, this, is, this isn't like, this isn't work. This isn't working. And then I was almost grateful at the end of the eighth episode. Because I was like, okay, at least it's over. You know, and it's not because I hated it. I mean, it was fun, but they, I think it's it was wasted opportunity and wasted potential in this. So I what agree. do you think? No, no, no. I agree with you totally. I feel like there were plenty of missed areas and plenty of things that could have come to pass that didn't, and it threw it off. Right. Even if, if they hadn't given up the money, then they could have gone back to the Chibo cousins. Yeah, no, what happened to the second cousin? I almost want to say I thought he died, but I'm not sure. I kind of don't feel like it's totally us. I feel like this drama just totally did some weirdo shit at the end and threw it all off. Right. I mean, it was like I got to the end and I just, it was like so surrealistically um, off to me. In uh, my reimagined second se- season, uh, it would have been then interesting to have them have a Chibo connection, you know? Yeah, it would have. Oh, no. Anyway. That would have been a nice take to put with them for pulling, like, the whole second season could have been made, but we, we got caught up here. We got caught up. Right. So anyway, you guys, it's still a B for me. But yeah. it's just like, it's maybe a B minus. It's not a C for me. I mean, I think it was a real story and they were, and they had all the pieces as far as the characters and as far as the, um, 
you know, actors were concerned. I don't, I don't think there were any bad actors. I think it was just the plot. I think the plot is what took it from greatness. What do you think? And I'm going to totally agree. I feel like the choice they made to kill off and do some things that they did threw the story off where it didn't need to be thrown off. And it left us in a place where we were kind of stuck and, you know, you got to roll with what you got. Yep. Well, um, there are other dramas, many, many more to watch. While we're here and while you're saying that, I'm just going to toss in. I had done a post um, a while ago just because we were all excited about different June dramas. And Mm -hmm. I am going to say June is the month that has just been overflowing with giving. So we got here Bloodhounds just yesterday because that's where we are. Just yesterday, both of us started watching King the Land and my 19th life we have heartbeats coming up so there's a bunch of good dramas well purportedly good dramas we don't know till we've watched them because as you see we thought this was great till we got to the end but purportedly good dramas that are coming in this month so hopefully you find something that you're really interested in and that really draws you in we can have a good chat about it later yeah I'm excited about that as you all know we try to express our love or disdain uh, for these traumas <laughs> in a variety of ways, not just podcasts, episodes. We try to, you know, do posts and um, we'll get back to doing more t-shirts. Maybe maybe we'll do a t-shirt, like love it, <laughs> hate it t-shirt or something and put a list. This is off the dome, but maybe we will. We'll have a love it, hate it t-shirt from our store and we'll have a list and you can agree with it or disagree anyway. Is there anything else you want to add before we end this episode, Sangray? No, I think we have kind of hit it all, talked about all the good stuff, all the not so good stuff, the great characters, the visuals that just made our mouths drool. And mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you don't like it, maybe you'll check it out for that. <laughs> right. I mean, they're good performances. Yeah. So, yeah. but this is something else with. Song Gray. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys.